Aloha, y'all, fellow dads. This is the last day of November 2023, and the Treasure Box Books podcast has been online now for just over a month. And I'd like to thank you for your interest, your support, your encouragement, and most of all, for sharing the podcast via text message and on social media and for praying for us. I really can't express how much I appreciate your partnership in this. In this first month, we've had listeners from Oahu, Maui, the Big Island of Hawaii, California, Alabama, the D.C. area, North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Washington, uh, Wyoming, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Connecticut, Maine, Michigan, Nebraska, New York, and Pennsylvania, not to mention a couple of other countries. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for praying. Please continue passing this podcast on to other dads, other families that you think it would be a help to. This day is special to us for another reason here at Treasure Box Books Podcast, because we have been waiting for and working toward an event that we hope will happen today. And that is that we're launching the Refresh Publishing Online Store. You have probably been bombarded with offers over the last week for products to add to your cart and place under your Christmas tree. Well, since we didn't want to add to all the overwhelming distraction from Thanksgiving over the last weekend, and since we're still working through some technical details, we decided to wait until Cyber Thursday (laughs) to bring you a few more simple offers that won't make a dent in your wallet and won't take up even a bit of wrapping paper, but they can bring smiles and inspiration to your family for years to come. So here's my invitation to you to come on over to our online store at refreshpublishing.com and listen to some samples. Samples of what? There's the classic Christmas story, The Gift of the Magi, the audiobook, 50 Famous Stories Retold. I just finished recording that this week. And there's even a music album of songs that I wrote and recorded with my sister on guitar and ukulele uh, more than a few years ago. And that's all there for the first time now in digital format. Again, the web store address is refreshpublishing.com. So you've been invited. Come on over Visit us at refreshpublishing.com. Imagine a man who suffered from excruciating pain with gout, but helped establish an orphanage and founded and led a training school for preachers. Imagine a man who suffered from debilitating depression, yet preached 3,600 sermons, published 49 volumes of various genres, and each week oversaw a church with 50 ministries. Imagine a man with this heavy workload, yet still able to read, digest, and comment on his personal library of over 12,000 books, and who collected and gave books away to other men. Such a man did live, and his name was Charles Haddon Spurgeon. This English preacher lived from 1834 to 1892, and he loved books. It is said that he read through John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress 100 times, With his experience and love of books, Mr. Spurgeon left us with a nugget of wisdom instructing us how to read books. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding, it is established. 
and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Treasure Box Books podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God-centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey, and let's go find the treasures in books. Hardly a week goes by that I don't read at least something written by Mr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, whether it's a sermon or a devotional book. Uh, Years ago, my dad recommended to me that I read Morning and Evening, which is Mr. Spurgeon's devotional book for each date of the year. He has a morning reading and an evening reading. He takes one text of Scripture, one passage or one portion of Scripture, and he explains it. He expounds it and applies it to our walk with the Lord. And I am forever grateful to my dad for that recommendation and forever grateful for that book. Well, what was the nugget of wisdom that Mr. Spurgeon left us concerning how to read books? Interestingly enough, the exact quote might actually have been a summary from a larger paragraph that contained the sentiment in a sermon. Although this statement is commonly attributed to him, here's what he said, or rather here is the nugget of wisdom that is attributed to Mr. Spurgeon. Are you ready? Visit many good books, but live in the Bible. Visit many good books, but live in the Bible. It is very possible that Mr. Spurgeon gleaned this idea from 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. The aged apostle Paul was writing to his son in the faith, his disciple, Timothy, And here's what he wrote in 2 Timothy 4, verse 13. The cloak, that is, the coat, if you will, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. Of course, the Apostle Paul couldn't walk down to the local Walmart there and pick up a cloak for the cold Roman winter. And so he asked Timothy to bring it to him. And then he said this, and the books, bring the cloak and the books, but especially the parchments. Mr. Spurgeon seemed to understand this text to be saying that Paul wanted his books, whatever those books were, his reference works, and then the parchments referring to copies of scripture. And so the way Mr. Spurgeon understood this was, I need my books, but even more so, especially I need my parchments. I need my copies of scripture. And so he said, or it is attributed to him, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. That is a great statement, but how do we live that out? How do we live in our Bible? Let me give you a few very practical, very simple ideas And I'll list them out first for you, and then I'll go back and expand on them a little bit. Number one, get a printed Bible. Number two, use quality pens to mark your Bible. Number three, tab the passage or passages that you are reading. Number four, keep a notebook 
or journal close by to jot down your observations. Number five, keep a place and time to read each day. Number six, write the date and location that you read a passage. Let's go back and expand on each of those just a little bit. Number one, get a printed, not digital Bible. First of all, let me say that I am not against using a digital Bible, but the advantages of having a printed Bible over a digital Bible are several. Here are a few of those advantages. First of all, digital is not tactile. You can see it, but you can't handle it. When you have a printed Bible, you can feel the pages. And there's just something about feeling it that connects your mind to the words that are printed there. Second, digital is easy to be lost. How many documents have I saved on a computer and then lost them, whether it's because I forgot their location on the computer or because I didn't back it up? And I've done that many times. But if it's printed and bound, that's not going to happen so easily. Also, a printed Bible provides an opportunity for a testimony. And here's what I mean by that. If you have a printed Bible, it can be passed on to your children, even to your grandchildren. A good friend of mine, whose name is Radford, when his son turned 12, he gave him a copy of what he called the Radford Study Bible. And basically, he just took a Bible with probably wider margins, and he copied his personal study notes into that Bible. He gave that gift to his son. What a precious treasure. That's not something you can do with a mobile phone app. Also, and I alluded to this earlier, it is far easier to build an emotional bond with a book that's read and marked than with a digital copy that lives somewhere in the cloud. And so, number one, get a printed Bible. Number two, use quality pens to mark your Bible. (laughs) I have a Bible that is somewhat on the smaller end (laughs) of printed Bibles, and I had it with me in a men's meeting years ago, and the only pen I had with me was a wide point gel pen, and it ruined the pages that I was trying to mark on because it bled right through the pages, and it was splotchy and blotchy. And it just reminded me how much I missed the pens that I left at home. For decades, I have used Sakura brand Micron pigment fine tip pens. My father discovered these and he recommended these to our church. Get a good pen that doesn't bleed, that gives good, clear, crisp lines uh, that you can use to write notes in your Bible. Number three, tab the passages you're reading. That simply means get little plastic sticky tabs. Uh, from Walmart or wherever, and stick those alongside the margins of wherever you're reading. It's been my habit for years to try to read a chapter of Proverbs for the date. But Proverbs isn't all that I read. It better not be. Uh, I'm also reading through the Psalms again, and so I have a tab in Proverbs at the chapter that I'll be reading for the next day. I have a tab in the Psalms, wherever I'm reading in the Psalms. In fact, I'll turn to it right now. I have my Psalms tab here at Psalm 86. So, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow I will read Psalm 86. I'm also reading through the Bible with my older sons. Right now we're in the latter part of Exodus. Uh, Just this morning we finished reading chapter 37. And so the blue tab that bears their initials is on Exodus 
38. So we'll start that probably tomorrow. Also, my wife and I have been reading the New Testament. Uh, We have read it before, at least once, I think twice. And we have recently finished reading 2 John. And so the tab that has my wife's initials is there next to 2 John. Each month, my family has a scripture memory passage that we work on every weekday usually. And we just finished learning part of Matthew chapter 5 through the month of April. And so the tab for family is there on Matthew 5. In our church's youth Bible class, I've been teaching on the one another commands of the New Testament. So the tab for that lesson, whichever lesson it is that week, that's been moving throughout the New Testament for the past few months. Also, since the beginning of this year, our church has been studying the gospel according to Mark. So the tab in Mark moves slowly through that book, but it is moving. (laughs) In my personal Bible reading, I'm in the Old Testament. I'm currently near the middle of 1 Kings. And so I have all these tabs in my Bible. Doesn't that make it more complicated? No, actually, it makes it a lot more simple because to tell you the truth, uh, with my man brain, it is very easy to forget all of these different things. And rather than have a sheet of paper that could easily be lost, that has all the different passages marked on it that I'm trying to read from, I just put those tabs there. And that just helps me to keep my Bible reading on track. Suggestion number four is really so simple, and I think self-explanatory. Keep a notebook or journal close by to jot down your observations. I have tried all kinds of journals and notebooks. What I like best is something very simple that lies flat. Suggestion number five is keep a place and time to read each day. This could be sitting on your bed. Or it could be at your desk in your home office, or it might be in your car. Or maybe it is in the place you've built for reading. Uh, See a previous episode for that. It doesn't really matter where it is, as long as you can sit and read the Bible, or stand and read the Bible. Just keep a place and time to read each day. Suggestion number six, write the date and location that you read a passage. If, for example, I go to Psalm 84, uh, I will also see that I read it again on January 1st, 2022 in Tryon, North Carolina. I will also see that I've read it a few times since then in Jacksonville, Florida, and here in Hawaii, where I live. And so it just has a, a little record of where I've been and where I've read God's Word. I've been taking God's Word with me. Psalm 119 Verse 16, If whenever I read through that again, I will see that I read that section of Psalm 119 on February 9th, 2022 at, what is this, HA85MCO-HNL? Well, that means I was sitting aboard Hawaiian Airlines Flight 85 with direct service from Orlando, Florida to Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> I had my Bible on that flight, and I read the Word of God on that flight. And so if you write the date, and something very simple about the location that you read a passage, it further builds your emotional connection with your Bible. It also provides testimony for whoever happens to open your Bible and look at it later. And I'm thinking especially of your children. This provides testimony to your children that you have been living in your Bible. 
that reading your Bible has been a priority to you wherever you've been, whether on a business trip or on a vacation or at home. Recommendation number seven is very simple. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Revelation 1.3, which I have referred to in a previous podcast, Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is he that readeth. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Read your Bible. All these tips are helpful, but none of it works if you don't read your Bible. So read your Bible. Finally, let me share with you a poem that I've come across. It is, as far as I can tell, written by an anonymous author. It's called My Bible and I. We've traveled together through life's rugged way, or land and or water, by night and by day. To travel without it, I never would try. We keep close together, my Bible and I. In sorrow, I've proved it my comfort and joy. When weak, my strong tower, which naught can destroy. When death comes so near me, tis thought I would die. We still are together, my Bible and I. If powers of evil against me would come and threaten to rob me of heaven and home, God's word then directs me to him in the sky, and nothing can part us, my Bible and I. When evil temptations are brought to my view, and I in my weakness know not what to do, on Christ as my strength I am taught to rely. And so we keep company, my Bible and I. When life's path is ended, if Jesus should come and take all his blood-purchased brethren home, or if in long-suffering he waits till I die, we'll never be parted, my Bible and I. And when in the glory, my Lord, I behold, with all his redeemed gathered safe in the fold, my Bible and I, close companions will be, for God's word abides for all eternity. My friends and fellow dads, I hope you'll take some of these recommendations and make them part of your daily life as you learn to take Mr. Spurgeon's advice. Visit many books, but live in the Bible. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. Or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books. Hey, fellow dads. This has happened to my wife and me many times. Has it ever happened to you? We've been given a recommendation for a good book by a friend, or we heard about one on a podcast like this one. And then we thought, hey, let's find that online. Let's find an audiobook version of that, a free recording of that online. It's an old book. It's probably been recorded by somebody on LibriVox or on archive.com. 
And so we looked for it, and we found it, but then we were disappointed because the way it was read, it was humdrum or it was just unpleasant to listen to. A lot of those old public domain books, those are treasures, many of them, and anyone can record them, and that's the problem. Anyone can record them. Uh, Even now, AI robots uh, are recording them. A few years ago, my wife found a free recording online of Louisa May Alcott's Little Women, and she put it on an iPod for one of our sons to listen to as a literature assignment. And he mentioned to her a few times that the recording wasn't well done, but she didn't think it could be that bad until she listened to it herself. (laughs) It had multiple readers with varying audio settings and widely varying narrative ability, reading the different characters' dialogues. And the constant switching, my wife said, was jarring, not to mention distracting. And she said that she felt sad that this great classic book had, in a way, been ruined for our son because of a bad audiobook. Now, my wife contrasted that with the good recording she found for Alcott's sequel, Little Men, and she said it was so well done that our son was often laughing aloud while he listened and washed dishes, and he would stop the recording and play back parts that he wanted to share with her, with my wife. So audiobooks can be really great for introducing our kids to great books, and it can also be a terrible experience. We have spent years looking for stories for our own family, stories that instruct and inspire us to godly greatness, and now we want to help you find those treasures for your family. Now, for those old, out-of-print, copyright-expired books, you can probably get an AI robot to read those treasures for you. But if you're like me, and you prefer to listen to a real, live human being read them, (laughs) then Treasure Box Books audiobooks may be just what you're looking for, and they are now available online at our newly launched online store at refreshpublishing.com. Of course, you can get there through treasureboxbooks.com, find samples of the different stories I've read there, as well as the music album my sister and I recorded many years ago. Savior, I was full of sin. I was looking unto no one who could make me clean within. Then I heard about the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, His name. And when I trusted Jesus, He took my sins away. Now I am looking unto Jesus for salvation, full and free. Looking unto Jesus, He gives me victory, and I know that when my life is done, the race down here is on, I'll be looking unto Jesus in heaven forevermore. I have fought against the devil, I have fallen many times, but the Savior I'm looking unto has never left me behind. Jesus never fails. Want to hear more? Well, come on over to our online store at refreshpublishing.com. Here's my invitation to you. Come on over, refreshpublishing.com, and let's go find the treasures in books.